0: Fuck like that would be pretty paralyzing. I don't know if these I don't know if these practices would be as useful in that kind of circumstance to that capacity. So
1: Yeah, yeah. And in Alan Watts, uh one of his videos, the one attracting your lover, right? He talked about that specific thing with getting over a person, like getting over a loved one after you just broke up with them. And also, someone talked about this, I forget exactly who it was. Maybe it was JBP Jordan Peterson, but he's like, sometimes when a breakup does happen, you can't always blame yourself and like blame a specific reason. That might not be the reason it exactly happened. Like for me, I used to dig myself into the freaking well of pity and despair when I broke up with a girl, or she broke up with me, just because she was she wasn't in a space to date someone, and she really wanted a break. So I was like blaming myself because it happened for this reason, that reason, X, Y. But yeah, it, just, it doesn't have to be that way.
0: But exactly, so you can and where most people try to go confront this now, and I was like myself is how do you like why you still you know the answer right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Stop missing that person or stop missing that whatever event um or that game um so to speak of. But it's like we know but it's still paralyzing like so you like I you really got to dive into the mechanics more and so you got to take it from a perception view first. So your whole life you're looking to perceive beautiful attractions right beautiful attractions are what chemically give us that n- norepinephrine and that dopamine that neuro energy it's like when we hear that good music it's that beautiful song or we um we see that beautiful view and we just feel euphoric or um mm. you look into that girl's eyes and you're so present and you feel like more energy like um i don't know if you've ever been here but um i'm gonna use it for my um like my personal experience you ever been at like bar really late or an event really late and um you're really tired you're ready to call it a night and uh you start talking to someone and like just because of like yeah if they're beautiful but even if it's just a beautiful situation like you're outside the be- there's beautiful weather you're um, having a beautiful conversation um you instantly just kind of get like energy right yeah so once you- so And those things are so hard to come upon. So it's once when you find something like that to where now you almost know it's natural resources. You can go back and back again to go get that positive energy. So you got to go to work today, um, but you get to hang out with that positive energy later or do that thing that gives you that energy. And then when you become so-called separated, divorced, or somewhat, it's it's a survival mechanism to now be such an a trout to where... When's the next time I'm so-called gonna get fed on that, mm. on that euphoric feeling?
1: I see, yeah. That makes a lot of sense actually. And, you, and it's for me, from my experiences, cause you asked in a rhetorical way before, like if I ever experienced it, the best conversations I've ever had in my life have been with a uh, new female that I met, that I ended up dating late late into the night for hours on end, whether it be in person or like phone calls you know, the late night phone calls or over a fire in a backyard and just talking with great friends or just great Mm. conversations around friends, smoking weed or, or doing stuff and just relaxing. Like, Mm. dude, the best, the absolute best. And it's funny. It's like that habitual nature of that feeling that they give you. And then when it's lost, you're like deprived of it completely you're like you're like yeah like you said you're thirsty you're hungry you're ravenous and you want more of that and you're trying to search for it so then what happens when you are searching for it right like where do you go why does it take so long to find a new meal it's quote unquote like a new place to feed yourself exactly and i think it's i'm so
0: happy you just said that because that's exactly what i was doing before we were on this call and um I mean, one thing led to another. I didn't like wake up and have this scheduled to my agenda, but, um, I don't think it's an, I don't think it's a search. Like, I don't, I think that's the wrong mechanic in in itself to where, like, so we just go back to what we just said before on a biological level, on a neurological level, we're wired to know where our previous and where we got our previous sensations from. Right. So we, if we eat good food, we want to know where we can, we get more of that good food. Um, And again, if we were attracted to a beautiful sensation, where can I get more of that beautiful sensation? Oh, it's right there. Let me really get in love with it. Like the energy of love, like what's going to manifest from that feeling of fulfillment from conquering a beautiful situation. So you got to ask yourself, okay, so we're mechanically wired to go that way. We're spiritually wired to... Be able to talk to something that is greater than ourselves, and um, I don't mean like better, like as in a moral way, more of a divine way, to where they it holds certain um, capacities that we don't even understand. So mm-hmm. even that, so we're always longing for something. So again, so it's not a search because you could search for that long, and that can develop stress because it's an it it's it's a stressful process so it, the 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 answer is not searching um do you agree like i'm, I'm yeah, sure yeah. well
1: well you're it's always are you you're basically saying it's always inside of you like you don't really have to go anywhere to find it
0: um yeah but that's so cliche because you don't want to <laughs> like so when someone's struggling you don't you don't want to hey man this is what someone high would say it's like It's all inside of you. Just go go inside yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it's kind of like, okay, just how we know the root philosophy, I don't even want to call it philosophy, the root connections of how the manifestations of a beautiful sensations work, beautiful sensations, how once you see it, you're going to be attracted to it neurologically wired to do that, right? And spiritually wired to do that, right? How do we now internally disconnect from that sensation in order to build new sensations or how yeah. do we i don't even want to say disconnect as in forget in a um more cruel way how do we come to a beautiful bliss of a beautiful realization a beautiful like a blissful realization yes. that that's actually beneficial that all these all these steps were for something better um so it's got it's got to be something like that but again i'm just this no,
1: but and wow. yeah, I'll, no, I like bringing up examples because it helps clarify the, the point more. And for me, going back to the thing I brought up before, when I had a breakup with this one individual, um, romantic partner, you know, significant other, whatever you want to call him, this girl, it was for close to a year, talked, we departed, and for her own reasons, she went back to doing her own thing. I did my own thing, but the person. I was in such a down state because I was like, I like this person so much. Why this happen? I was blaming myself. I was really trying to reflect and wire like why did this happen? Because I don't want to have this feeling again. And I want to patch that because I want to be like, all right, this won't happen again because I know exactly why. But um, what a friend said to me once, he was like, listen, man, your habits just have to catch up to your mind. And I was like, ah, that's a pretty good way to look at it because like my habit was used to going to her place and walking there. But my mind has not gotten over that. You know, my mind has not gotten over going there, so I'm still thinking about loving her. Meanwhile, we're actually separated. So I think it's yeah. just a habit meeting. And but
0: I also don't like that because it puts up a wall between. This event needs to be less focused on, right?
1: No, and- exactly, exa- and it shouldn't. It, that's what I mean. It, you should. Is I was going to ask you this too. Do you, do you think there's a way to beautifully and blissfully get to a state or do you think suffering does need to occur in some manner?
0: Right, so it's a great question. So the, the actual action like of just putting up the wall and, um, and not wanting to think about it or put your attention on it and focus on your habits so it catches up with your mind, correct? Mm. Rather than looking at this event and trying to manifest it into something that's a beautiful paradox that's only going to work out in your direction. So it's not a change in route, right? It's not a change in route. It's more like a change in plans of how we're going to continue on this route. but We got to re-navigate that way. It's like, uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to really break it down maybe to like a sports level. It's like, just because like it's pouring rain and it's really bad football weather, right? We're not going to cancel the game we're just probably going to run some different plays. Mm. So it's exactly that way. So like, so that's where you got to think of it as, um, when you're working in your mind, those are the little, that's the micro way you have to completely look at it of how we're going to rebuild. Like that's the approach, right? So then to your second question of the suffering, do you have to go through the suffering or can it be a blissful approach? Um, that's 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 like so don't put bliss and like don't put a connotation to bliss to being a good and, and uh, yeah
1: i was just i was just thinking that bliss because yeah, you can
0: find bliss through the suffering yeah or the suffering may not even be the suffering to you yeah right so
1: yeah.
0: it's it's suffering to a person that looks as looks at suffering as something opposite of itself. So if you think there's something really good for you, then there's gotta be suffering. But if you think that this is the only route, this isn't suffering, this isn't good, this is the only route. This is, this is, this, is and you're gonna go through it with bliss. You're gonna go through it with knowing that once you get to the other side, that's where you need to be, then this is actually the best chosen route for yourself to, again, sculpt your way back up And just knowing that, that will give you a blissful sensation. So, and if you don't get that blissful sensation, it may be because you're still overthinking. Is there an alternate route that will require more suffering? Because again, there's polarization that, that means you're also subconsciously thinking that there could be a better route. Or if you're thinking that there could be a better route, you're subconsciously unaware that now you're actually thinking there's a very bad suffering route rather than just thinking, okay, I'm not really in control. This event was beautiful. I want to manifest this event. I'm going to break it down to a micro routine. It looks like this is the only way to move forward. Therefore, don't worry about the suffering because this is the best route. So now I'm at bliss, blissful content that this is my next step. And I'm going to keep stepping.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Cause that was a very articulate way and well, well explained way of saying Eckhart Tolle's quote that, uh, we suffer to then realize that we don't need to suffer because at the end of the day, life is suffering, right? But you realize that and maybe realize this upon death or you realize this when you're alive and you experience death and you're reborn and then you have your actual living. Um, cause some people just exist, but, uh, You realize you don't need to actually suffer because what you were saying is you're you're grounded in reality where a lot of people are taught by uh like you said different perspectives that the future or the past in a negative way that can really hurt them
0: yeah um and i also don't want to downplay this because obviously like anybody who like takes this seriously like i mean come on i'm obviously not a doctor here (laughs) but uh ptsd like if you like Um. It's interesting because like on a micro level of PTSD, I like to like kind of explain it like that. Whenever like I'm caught up in something, I'm like, wow, like I got post-traumatic stress right now. Like I don't put like, I know I'm not, I know I'm not underplaying it. Like it could be a serious problem for many. Um, Like many losing.
1: I know people Um, who have it.
0: Yeah. But I just like, it's just my little word game I like to use for myself because once I like kind of diagnose the emotion as not acceptable, right then i'm like okay now it's time for change and like that's the first thing you got to do like um whenever um i'm just like i'm infatuated i'm fascinated by something and it's going really well um but i know it's variable right and it's going to soon come to an end and there you go through an emotional process because you're now changing environment to what currently your internal blueprint and That process to me is called, I'm describing it as obviously it's different, but I always described it to myself as you have some post-traumatic stress going on, you know, like you're still caught up in the current event, right? Mm -hmm. And, but I always had a bad connotation to stress. Now I know stress is just the adaptation period. So you're post-traumatic, right? About the, the adaptation period that's about to go through so if you just accept the adaptation period of now okay it's going to be a little uncomfortable because the sensation's gone but now that i know the manifestation and i felt the manifestation even though it may be really fine hard to find again i can only create it better because now i know what of what it is of right but you yeah. got to be willing to go through that adaptation period knowing that's the best route and the only route
1: yeah. To be able to change your, your perspective and to hammer it down more. Can you talk about manifestation? Like not, not the broad term and what people think of it, but like what you're trying to say in the context of this topic, because you brought it up a couple times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, um, I want to, I want a really good example. So yeah. it's like you do, if you do something in the context, I'm thinking of, if you, if you did something well, for yourself, whether it being, um, you wrote a book, right. Or you built a house or even if you built something not, um, like not a solid, not something of matter. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you built a great, um, a, a great family of moral values, right. That's something that's not physical. Right. Um, how do you you trick i don't want to use transcend how do you multiply this effect right
1: amplify yeah
0: amplify this effect multiply this effect um and that's manifesting it you're you're you're
1: making it i see
0: you're um you're growing it so to speak yeah of.
1: Yeah. yeah it's like it's like uh, abundance
0: right so like for example when i said like um you had that beautiful sensation. You were with that woman. Everything was great. Um, then she, something happens. You get a divorce, whatever. Um, how do you manifest that beautiful sensation that you have? And all that really means is I know that feeling because I experienced it. That was my reality. I was making those perceptions, right? So now I internally know how it feels to be on that emotional wavelength when certain emotions are here. So certain hormones are here. Everything's on a scale. And I was feeling a certain way. So now, you know, how do I build upon that? How do I manifest that? So now you just got to take that level of blissfulness, that state that you were in, right? How do I not recreate that experience rather? How do I recreate that, um, that pleasure how do it not i don't want to yeah. use pleasure either, but
1: yeah that that that, that emo- would it be that emotion because you're it's not the exa- that, yeah that but emotion emotion comes and goes like
0: emotion is i'm sad i'm happy um i'm angry i'm pissed off and frustrated like something like that states are different like right now i'm in a calm um focused state
1: hmm.
0: um it's not an emotion yeah, yeah. So how do I transcend that state of being? Because you can't transcend an emotion, right? I mean, you can, like, but like you're probably going to be a drug addict, right? So like, if I love being happy, okay, so I'm, I'm probably going to do a lot of coke, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm probably going to do a lot of heroin, I mean, or drink a lot of alcohol um, and, try to, and try to get more happy and probably do more of dopamine, anything that really fixes up dopamine. Mm. But to really have a state, like you can't, and like, for example, like you're dating that girl or you're in the honeymoon phase or uh, your business just finally just um, started making profit and it's looking like you're going to bang it out for a quarter two. You're, you're sailing right now, right? Those, And then uh, everything around you is going well. Like you're, you're feeling good, you're healthy, you've been killing it in the gym. You're in a state. That's a state of being. It's not an emotion, right? You had different emotions along the way. But now how do I take this past state? and transcend it, manifest this past state to a better state. Um, yeah. And, that's, and that's, the, that's, what, that's the difference between the emotion and states.
1: Yeah. Do you think that we, in our relationships, we appreciate the other person because they give us a certain state and experience and from that emotion? Or do we just appreciate the person because they are that person? Cause I know the, um, I know that values have to match in some way. Right. And you have to align in that aspect, but I feel as though, um, the way I'm saying it, I don't want to sound selfish. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting this feeling and I'm feeling the state because of them. Like I'm, I'm extracting that energy from them, but I feel as though that's why you're partially around them because they make you feel that a certain way.
0: Yeah. So that's, it's a two, it's, it's a two way answer. And I can only answer this as far as how much I study. study this stuff is that, um, like, so the force to, so I don't want to over like do this, but like love is like a really interesting like thing because it's a complete different state. Right. And even like, I mean, most like psychologists would agree. Like when you're like infatuated with it, it's a whole different state. So like you got, you got a person who you're in love with and you got a non-person who you're not in love with. But you, I mean, it's like a random person. Like um, you still want to, to, to give them a good vibe, you know, you still yeah. want to give them a good uh, feeling. So it's like, all right, you do something good for them. You're more wired to just be happy, right? That um, you were able to uplift them from everything that you know of as suffering. So like, you're not really lifting them up from their own suffering. You're you're lifting it up from their own standpoint. Right. So that's foggy, but it will make more sense when I explain like yeah, the other yeah, person. Yeah, but then, so when you're really loving someone, right, you're, you're surrendering a lot. You're, you're surrendering pretty much your time, your space, your, your, your internal, your intern somewhat your internal um, door, so to speak of mm-hmm. to where they could seep in through the interior. Um, and do i have to admit, is that
1: too no, fast I mean, yeah you're, you're 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 opening up your feelings which a lot of people might not see which is vulnerable and yeah like you're
0: releasing your vulnerability so a lot of time you got a defense mechanism so but like let's be real like as we're kids we're happy and then as we become adults we become um more mature more serious that's because it's just the algorithm of society like you can't be can't be like a puppy bear if you're really going to make it in society and be and be victorious right you got to be evil
1: you can still have it in you but you can't have it be overarching or overpowering because you need to have that responsibility yeah but
0: when you're in love with someone you're completely surrendering your most vulnerable spot to them to now where you're you're really giving giving them a lot, and you want to give to them. You want that is what the energy of love is. It's from out of the gratitude of giving to that person that you're now surrendering, or that event that you're now surrendering to, or you know, so to speak, yeah. of that space. But um, once once they start doing really well, it's like it's fulfillment from you from a psychological standpoint that everything you have put into this right is look how beautiful it's only now become. And you just want to give more to it because it's just becoming more of a beautiful sensation to you, right? Whether it's a business or um, your wife, or you're just putting more into it because you want to give to it because it's such a beautiful sensation. And the more you give to it, the more beautiful it becomes. But rather, when you just give to a stranger, right, it's more of just uplifting them from a current suffering just to and it's coming out of a place of compassion that's a great beautiful spot to come out of but it's not a um it's not going to be a rewarding process in like when you love someone and you're giving because the sensation you're seeing is not as strong so therefore the reward won't be as strong and it's just because we're on a reward system neurologically speaking
1: yeah yeah that makes sense yeah the more you give out the more you get back
0: but it's got to be based on your perception of what you are seeing so when when because it, when it's a beautiful pleasure that you're seeing, right, that, that, that's chemically, that's chemically fueling you to give more. It's chemically fueling you to give more, rather than um, a poor, like for example, I, um, a poor man, he's um, on the side of the street, you're driving in Philly, right? He asks for a dollar, right? Two dollars, right? You give him two dollars, feel good about yourself, right? Mm. Do that again. Um, but you're not you're not in fact you're not going to be uplifted by this energy to want to give more because the reward wasn't strong. The, the reward wasn't that much it wasn't that great because it didn't bring you a neurological great pleasure. It didn't bring you still into a moment and focused on one beautiful thing.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, because there's there's two reward centers. Well, there's two Pillars of the reward center. There's satiation, which satiation means if you're uh, eating before or you're priming yourself for Thanksgiving meal. When you finish, you want to take a nap because you're satiated. You're hungry. You're jaded. They call um, which is not too good because then you're bloated. But there's another <laughs> one where it's uh it's incentivized. They call it incentive-based rewards uh, pillar, uh, and, th- and I made that up, but that's the part of it where it's actually more beneficial because it's not hurting you um but it's giving you that same um chemical reaction within your brain i don't know what it would be called but uh it's connecting it for you instead of instead of having to nap and be satiated and tired after it's just that incentive of okay let's do it again
0: yeah and all that is those satiations that anxiety that excitement that uh everybody like they'll point to like their mind and say like the the electricity and all that it's really just your internal state is making a, and this is on a psychological scale. so on a neurological scale they're right so it's like neurons firing and all that but on a psyche standpoint right it really is just your internal state is making the connection with your external state through your perceptions and coming to a conclusion subconsciously that you're on a right track so then you get this feeling that um this 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 um extra impulse So it releases extra impulse, and that's why you kind of feel excitement to where, like, you ever, like, I always love to do this because I never felt, like, more like a warrior ever. You're (laughs) running out of, when you're running out of the tunnel for football, right? And, dude, like, Giant Stadium, MetLife, when you're running out of that tunnel, right, you got, like, impulses because you're, like, well, now that I look at it back, now I wasn't thinking this, but, like, your internal state wants for a chosen outcome, right? is has a reality a story because we're all mapped by stories and your external state is actually acting that currently out right and that could be a subconscious story that you weren't aware of but you picked up along the way through such events but you're now making a connection so you feel all this excitement now it's just a psyche frame and this is a different component of the psyche to where now if it's something that your external state and your internal state has been wanting for you're excited if it's something that was unexpected but it's still a connection through your external and your internal state you're feeling anxiety but the physiological things that are currently happening to your body as far as blood pressure heart rate um eye attention focus all that is the exact same it's just now just a complete framing is this story something that i was expecting or is this story something that i wasn't expecting
1: no so it's it's like your dreams for the example of the story you are expecting it's like my dream is meeting my reality yeah right? but then if it's not it's like my nightmare or like the dream the dream the nightmare i had in my dream is meeting my reality exactly and then and then they start feeling anxiety but then and then i
0: tell people i see i used to come off wrong here too because like uh, like when my sister would get anxiety, I'm like, stop having anxiety. It's just closely correlated with excitement. And she's like, shut up. Right. So I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. so now I got, I got a, now I can attack it from a different standpoint to where, um, so it's, fr- it's more of the framing of your narrative. So like when someone's feeling anxiety, I'm going to start trying this out. Um, maybe just ask them, um, is this an experience you, you want to have? So like, I just, I made that may calm them down. Because um, like, for example, I had a real estate meeting too. And um, I was like, I was like kind of nervous because like didn't prepare and preparation, you know, gives you a, that's my fault, Slacked on that one. But um, I was good enough to be able to go in and I was just like, dude, like I'm in the car and I'm like a little nervous and I wanted to play music. But I'm just like, wait a minute, is this a situation you want to have? Like, do you want to go in there, right? Cause like you do, you do want to make the connections because you know you're sociable. You know, you know you can do this, right? Um, you just feel anxiety because you're a rookie,
1: and um, you know, yeah, it's, this, a little bit un- it's a little bit unknown. This is a little
0: unknown. So this situation.
1: Aligning your psyche the way you said, and basically quote unquote perspective. It's like you're willingly suffering instead of unwillingly suffering, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is big, uh, and bro, you got dude. it. That dude. I mean, the biggest thing is you coming to terms with what you're trying to explain before with excited versus aroused, because I know for a long time, you would bring that up and I would be like, you know, what does this really mean? What is he talking about? Like excitement
0: know. and uh, anxiety.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. And listen, but and, and people are trying to come at you, but now it's like your found your knowledge can be applied to now be wisdom. And, uh, you can actually be more articulated in articulate in your explanation of what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah. Um, one of what's saddened though, cause like you listen to a lot of these guys and, um, like Carl Young and girls, Carl Young, um, all these guys. Right. So I was, um,
1: like psychologists,
0: everybody. So like all teachers of life. So like Tom Bilyeu, all these guys. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, Doggy. you
1: got Alan Watts, Carl Young, all yeah. And
0: only. Um, and it's funny, I, I forget what I wrote, um, or maybe I said it, but I was talking about cast before. Um, don't cast pearls before. Don't cast pearls before swine. Before I don't know if I was writing about it or I was speaking about it, but um, I think I was speaking about it. But basically, is when you talk about this stuff and you're trying to change some, like help someone out. Um, I really found it really difficult. By trying to just give them this overall lesson because you can't make the connection like you you say like hey why are you feeling so bad about this person and the person goes because i love them i go and you try to break down the 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 mechanics of love of what we just talked about well <laughs> they still can't break down the need versus needs versus um necess- i mean necessities versus um like responsibility versus fault or um the other mechanics that go into it. So like, it's hard to have that conversation, but once someone is up to some sort of standard to where now they know their own wiring, you know, like you can't really tell someone seep into their interior when they still think of their interior as the exterior and that's general society for you. So like, it's a really, really complicated fact between just like, Hey man, tell people what you just said, you know? Yeah. Because, It it, it can seem really foreign. Um, So there is a barrier of language that you have to pass first. And um, it's a very complicated. And
1: it's it's important that uh, we were made in that way. And that the beauty of consciousness is because you can understand something. But unless you get over that barrier of explaining it through words or through writing, which is the words, um, then it's fully understood. You know yeah. that's why they say teaching is such a beautiful and powerful thing because only then when you can teach it to a 6-year-old like you can you can teach quantum physics to a 6-year-old that's when you truly understand stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um also a good kick in the ass would be with this too <laughs> is uh like even on a neural level we are we're so able to absorb information during our adaptation periods from like 1 to 6 because we really are just a brain of sp- like a sponge. Like we're nothing. We have no substance. That's why like some of the toughest and hardest people, I like to use the hardest is a good term, like um David Goggins, you know, Jocko Willick, you know, they can't they can't be a ten year old boy, right? They gotta have years of just concrete now as that sponge of just knowledge and um experience. That's why I mean twenty to thirty is a very tough age. But from twenty to twenty-five is better than twenty-five to thirty after getting after it. But from one to six, you're an adaptation period. And then after that, being able to take hold of the moment and self-improve and get better and learn more things will only exponentially grow your future. But the more time that goes past, the harder the the less you're able to use that capability of your age of being able to say, Hey, um, um, 15, but um, I'm not 16 yet. So I, I can still obtain more information and do more. And then you turn 16, you just want to get better. But then when you wait for a certain period and something like post-traumatic stress or something prohibited for, for so long, then when you get back on the wavelength, I understand why people are like, Oh, how do I start now? Because you already lost all this time. Mm. And you could have been that much better by 41. If you would have worked harder from 35 to 40. But now at 41, you're going to have the results of if you were like 36. And that's a very tough thing to face because now you're just, lo- and the advantage, the, the more time we go into the future, the more, the more you're losing your advantage. It doesn't get easier. No, there's no um, checkpoint to get water. You know, we it don't, it's only getting harder by the more time seeping away. And when people block out and they make post-traumatic Um, events, micro events, right? Like a breakup or um, a job failure, something so long and vast. um, That's the problem. Manifest it and say, how can I grow this? Because then you're going to waste a whole, you're going to, I mean, you're going to use a whole lot of time that you could have wasted. Now just trying to build on it instead of just pondering and pondering and pondering.
1: Yeah. Action it, actionize it. And 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 the beautiful thing is, if someone can be in that in that age range, say I'll just give it in the forties, because that's one where it can be a little difficult to kickstart the engine again, but align their perspective to, all right, let's get after it, because I think a lot of people count themselves out at that age because they said they lost so much time, and death is a certain thing that will I'll experience in my eighties, nineties. You know, that's like the average cap for, or it's probably like seventies for when people die in this world, but um to just focus on now and and have your reality seep into your mind and not let anxiety of the past take you. Yeah. And worry about the future of what I only have left, right? It's um it's really
0: sad to think about. And this is a really um dark way to like go towards this podcast. But um like you're almost becoming naive to gratitude when you can't move on to where
1: um, unappreciative
0: yeah yeah but the the dark way i like to always put it is um like okay like you lost that person right they died or someone got in a divorce or your business just failed and crumbled to the ground um in a brutal way you got to never become attached to external um you got to never become t- um, attached to passions, you got to be never come. And when I mean attached, you can spend all your time in it, in, and attach your whole time and space to the passion because that's the only way you're going to really kill it or have a really good relationship is give all your time and attention to it. But when I mean attached is say you can't, like the only thing that you always got to have is your mind, body, soul. And that's why I call it the equilibrium because once when you go out of there, right, now you're doomed for... You're doomed for death. You're doomed for mortality. When you're back in mind, body, soul, um, you're nothing seeping into your internal state. To where again we go into love, you're giving up that internal state. That's why it's so tricky. Because right when you give up that internal state and it's going bad, you see, I can't. I can't seize the day. I can't um, have more action because this is the only thing I wanted. And now I'm 50. I'm gonna could die at 70 the way I took care of myself. Um, and then you go down that rabbit hole. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and one little side tangent I just thought of the reason it's so hard for people to uh, repatch like a wound from a relationship, you know, specifically with uh, romantic relationships, is because internally they can say they were somewhat stabbed. And I think people self inflict. No matter what happens, if someone hurts you, you are the one reacting to that event. So you're hurting yourself, right? <laughs> yeah so I mean, it's difficult because it was an internal wound right luxuries can be taken away you say like stabbing like someone like cheating like metaphorical right yeah so like yeah, pain, yeah, yeah. You I experience understand. hurt you experience a heartbreak or something whatever like betrayal and, and- they, they they screwed you over yeah but then no matter what happens your reaction to that event is the thing that matters most but the reason it's so profound with love and the reason we always say like love is the most potent is um you have to go you have to figure out what happened internally because luxuries can be taken away who gives a fuck if you lose a watch bro but like yeah. to that's no there isn't it's priceless your your heartbreak like you really have to understand why why did i why am i so why am i experiencing this emotion so much
0: yeah no you uh you said you said it on the dot dude um you gotta, you gotta ask yourself why, and um, don't, don't, li- and don't lie to yourself too. So, like, if they betrayed you, don't like try to ponder all these ways and say who's the victim in this. Just say shit. This is the cir- current circumstance. This is the blueprint I have for myself. Which way's up? is nightmare met
1: the reality?
0: Yeah, well, just it's really fault versus responsibility. You know, like someone screws you over, you can you can ponder that situation, but like okay, maybe it is their fault, right? Maybe like it is their fault. Um, you really are the victim and they, they screwed you over and you got some real shit cards now. Like you're really screwed. Well, okay. Well, it's your responsibility because no one's coming to save you unless um, mm-hmm. like no, yeah, like really no one's yeah. coming to save you. I mean, they could save you externally, but like, I mean, they could give you all the luxuries and if you're still hurting inside, you end up you end up hurt, killing yourself hurting yourself you end up doing something so it's always your responsibility so like that i mean that's another situation i never even have it's just like when something when something happens like that um it's just like okay it's my responsibility for damn sure i'm taking complete ownership
1: yeah well cuz you repetitively framed it th- that way so that if that pattern comes up again and you pa- you pattern recognize like okay I experienced this before. This just might be in a different way uh, or a different part of my life. Like it's your reaction. Well, this That's is- what I mean, right? So in math, right? Elementary school, you get two problems. Frickin apple problems or like fruit, like banana problems. But this, it's the same formula you have to use to solve them both. Yeah. You're, you're, what you've done is your formula has been so um, positive and so rooted in – um, yourself, so that any of those different problems that come up—the the fruit problem, the banana problem—you know, this is just me uh, attaching an example to life. But uh you, you solve it right away because you have it so so readily well, available.
0: Well, it, but it's not even—it's an equation for all. Like, and I don't mean That's like I mean. I'm, I'm right and everybody's wrong. Um, you will, for damn sure, never end suffering, right, or of any kind, if you do not take complete ownership of it and. You you could give me any kind of example. You could say, like, okay, um, a rich boy crashes his Bugatti in a car and, I mean, into a tree, um, causes a bunch of mayhem, and his parents get him out of it, right? So, like, so he didn't have to take ownership or responsibility or, um, I don't know, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head now. But yeah. it is, you do have to take ownership because that memory is internalized and no one's going to, like, Get into your mind and like move shit around and say, "Hey, put it over here." You know, like <laughs> no one's fixing shit. So like, you got to take extreme ownership in everything, whether it's good, bad, um, everything. Like everything, I take responsibility and ownership for, even if I didn't wasn't a part of it in a um, in a bizarre manner. To where like, if someone succeeds um, and I just happen to be in their life, I take extreme ownership of that. Like, hey, man you were you were networked with them in in your life like that's a you were on some sort of good path when you were when you were in, in that and when you were in their world like um visiting them or maybe yeah. hanging around them or so some, some speak so like everything is ownership because everything is involved with you
1: yeah yeah exactly tangents L- lovely tangents Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love I love tangents. I love I love open form conversation. And it's like we said in the beginning, that's why I I find and I said this to my friend the other day the best moments of my life, bro, I swear on like I swear just I'm taking responsibility for this statement. Like having open long form deep conversations and especially late at night. I don't know. I have to figure out why that is, and I think I do know the reason. I slightly forgot it. But late at night when it's a little bit darker and like I have these really deep conversations and strong I, connections to someone, can, it's amazing.
0: Can I uh, give you a quick theory
1: of why I think that is? No, you can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. I think, dude, you are so, um, so wired. Like, just it's your entrepreneurial lifestyle of, of, of choice path and outcome of. What, what do I need to attack? What do I need to accomplish onto the next thing? How can I self improve? You're onto the next event. You do take time and meditate and slowly, but at night, your neurologically, your brain starts shifting away from choice path and outcome. So you already have that towards your advantage, right? The sunlight dimming on your eyes is producing hormones like tryptophan and serotonin to get you in a calm collective state not saying you're not calm all day, but your brain's now more calm and your psyche's now more calm. And now you're actually in a state to where thoughts enter your psyche. The way psyche, I mean, we don't have much data on this, but the way the the whole thought thing seems to um, happen is you're you're, you're drifting off in thought rather than commanding your thought and commanding your focus. And it's like, when you're watching TV, you're, um, you're actually like drifting away into thought. And that's when you're able to theorize and have good conversations with yourself. And so many people go home at the end of the day and they like to just drift away. Um, Mm. so, um, and one of the best ways is just, you know, nothing, but, um, that's why and when you're doing that you're actually in your most creative space and i mean most inventors and writers that's why they sleep deprived themselves and wait till night because that's when they get into that creative flow, high like state um and they're able to just uh, achieve certain barriers in their mind that you can't really achieve when you're in yeah yeah, they're able
1: they're able to they're able to um trump those those barriers because nothing is really blocking it i mean you just you just align the philosophical psychological and biological which is fire <laughs> um, that makes complete I sense you were that all sense dead, that, dude. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> that makes complete sense though what i want to ask you real quick what has it been like because we used to do things unwillingly and unconsciously like achieve um cool internal places within ourselves and feel good and do cool things but what does it feel like now to know the reasons both uh, or the trifecta of Philosophical, psychological, and biological, and know these are the reasons this happened, and I achieved this outcome because of that.
0: Um. Yeah. So first, biolog- uh, biology. Biology. Just understanding and learning and becoming curious biology. Once you become curious with biology, two great things happen for you. You're um. You're able to say, "Wow, I can actually." unknowingly like even though you have certain circumstances that you can't change whether it's uh, you have a lower iq or something right because we don't know actually how to change iq um but like biologically you know like if you go for a run you can memorize more words or if you eat this you can actually have better skin or if you eat this you can actually feel healthier and radiate, have radiated like an appearance and you can get rid of like um like you know what i'm saying so biologically you can do certain things and that gave me the motive to say like wow so like there's certain things i could change and in biology you know we're we're kind of just basing it off what we know of now in evolution to where like evolutionary biology is one of the coolest so that's like because that's you gotta go through the past to really understand yourself but um Mm. you can you can always learn more so basically it's never ending you can always learn more and you can actually improve yourself and then psychology helped me with um Understanding me, like you can't, you got it, you got it to understand yourself. Like I don't care if anybody says, like, no, I did a lot of souls um, searching this weekend, and I went away, and I really was still with my thoughts. Like, no, 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 no. First, you need to understand how the psyche actually works and what's going on, and how you're seventy-five percent the subconscious, and how you work in narrative and story. Because once you understand all these things. It's way easier to control your psyche and have the conversation you want to have.
1: Yeah, well, it's basically – it's like in a way saying I can play really good fo- – and I don't like using a finite example, but I will because, you know, life's finite, the mind's finite – or sorry, in, the life's in, infinite, the mind's infinite. But in football, you know the rules. Obviously, you're going to play better than someone who's just playing. Exactly, the game. exactly.
0: So it's, it's like when people say, like, I'm, I'm – I'm, uh, I've been really working on myself and listening to my thought, like, you know, they're, they're making great strides, like hats off, but I, it's kind of just like you, you're trying to play the first game of the season, not going to preseason and training and knowing any of the plays. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. So like, good luck. You know, you may have, you may be really good in like week nine, but you would have been good in week one if you would have just, you know, went through the mechanics first. Um, and then philosophy has been one of the beautiful arts because um, One, it gets you to push limits of your intelligence to where now you can't answer the question; rather, you can only create stories around words to create the to answer the question. To where it's like there's no concrete answer, but it's like a theory. Not a theory. You can you can extract certain universal components. For example, like why are we here? You can't answer that and that pushes your boundaries of intelligence. But what you can do is you could say wait a minute. I really like the feeling of when I've been in love in life and I'm feeling loved. Wait a minute. I really had a passion before in my life and that that made me really blissful. What's going on? Oh, meditation feels kind of good. When I learn about myself, that kind of feels good. When I'm working out, that feels good. Wait, all these things are attracting a better and more beautiful life, and I'm only becoming more happy with myself. Um, but wait, when certain people die, I don't ever get to speak with them, and we, we, we kind of all have our different opinions of how that works. So I really can't push my boundaries of intelligence of where we go after this, but I can know. None of this really matters because once we die, we've seen people that lived out what I want to live out and die and nothing ever happened, right? We don't speak about those people ever again. So really, I know my existence really does not matter unless I impact people on a global scale of some sort or my family until they die as well. But you do know universal forces like love that make you feel good. So you can philosophize around, okay, so why are we here? So now I can connect all those external words and events and come to a conclusion and I hypothesize my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to create a theory because a theory is like, um, I don't know. I didn't want to make the connotation and attachment to like one theory is for all people, you know, like this is my way of existing. Yeah. Well, everybody's got to have their own.
1: Yeah. Sub- subjective, subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, And those are It could could be be a theory for others, but it's a fact for you because you know it's proven in your life. That's what let me me
0: ask you a question. I am not I'm not even trying to pick on you here because I know how smart you are and how much you know, right? I want to ask you why do you think things like um, neurology, philosophy, and psychology are only making entry into your life not as of like right now but um like why weren't why didn't you um mm. why don't you think you were more attracted to it younger like why was it like why was it more of an interest to you um before economics or before um running a business
1: yeah that's a really good question i think my life was fully consumed on sports. And I. whenever whenever someone says, like, who are you, I always start by saying my life was 90% f- sports up until I was 19. Because a lot of what I did, a lot of my identity, a lot of my, my ancestors' identity was sports. And obviously, I'm a third-generation Italian and um, Irish as well. But – Sports made up most of my life, so I was pre-consumed with that, so I didn't really focus on what am I doing, you know, what's the psychology behind how I think, how do I philosophize. But I will say I philosophized a lot, unknowingly, when I was younger, bro. I would write, I would journal, I would diary, I would think, I would reflect. I have tons and tons of video journals. Yeah. So in that way, I was doing it, but I didn't really – I didn't research it in a way that I wanted to apply into my life in a action.
0: So, so you kind of applied it cause you realized you should learn all these.
1: I applied it because I know it's going to make me a better individual and I should know them. And like you said, it's, it's mechanics. I want to get the fundamentals right before I try to. Yeah,
0: no, no, that's just funny how uh, your entry to it was. Cause mine was completely different. So yours was,
1: and, and I will say mine's and you can go, uh, sports helped me. Philosophize better.
0: Yeah, but you, your entry point was to where you wanted to improve yourself and you, re, you recognized these as um, important subjects.
1: And I saw the pitfalls in other people, especially some in my family members, and I wanted to, to quell some of the disputes, and I wanted to know why people were thinking the way they were. So I saw some things in other people, and I was like, why is that? But it was mostly for my own betterment. Because the way I see it and the, what we've been talking about for a while is – I start with my internal. I start with myself first. And then for the objective of giving to others more, it's not yeah. just selfish. Yeah. But um, yeah, for, for yourself, I, I know you wanted to go into your entry point.
0: Dude, mine were all selfish. Mine were all for me. I, um, like just starting off, like when I was a big football player and all I ate was like cookies and pasta. <laughs> I was just trying to get as strong as possible and gain more weight. Um, like I would just be walking up the steps and I'll just be like, dude, you shouldn't be this tired (laughs) or I would have this acne or I'm like, I was just like, damn, I wish I just had more energy and I was just slimmer or like even for appearance wise, you know, like I almost didn't like, uh, I wish I was like more cut up. And then I started doing that and I started really working out. I'm like, I want, I want six pack abs and I want to be able to like run and run and run and still lift just as strong. Like I became really like cognitively clear.
1: So it started with your body. It started started with with my
0: body. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, that led to good eating habits. And then, um, I would always, um, in not in in a cocky way, um, so-called when I would have one-on-ones with people at night and whether, uh, we're having a drink or we're smoking a blunt or we're on a walk or, uh, we're just looking up at the sky. Um, and we have like those deep, like philosophical, um, um, conversations. I've always walked away with it. Happiness definitely transcended. I was completely fulfilled. I was completely present. And the other person completely grew and I became so connected with them. Um I internally just viewed most matter, anything material like better. Like I just looked at people better. I just looked at any everything better uh, after those nights. And I had positive impacts on lives. So I was just like, wow, this is just like, and then. I'm just like, wow, this is actually, like, a, a thing, you know? This is, like, <laughs> people actually do this for work. Like Wait, oh, about-
1: so, you, so you thought about it in, like, a way of having that be your career field or expertise more, and less of, like, I want to know more about this uh, psychological way and biological way of things so that it can help have better conversations. No,
0: yeah, no, it just simply was um, I liked this feeling. I was subconsciously continuing just to do it. And I'm um, just like, I want to, I want to, I want to know more. I don't really know. I have yeah. so many unanswered questions and like just, and um, diving into philosophy really helped. And then psychology. I mean, this is speaks for itself. I just want to know more about my mind. Yeah. Um, I was sick of uh, just being motivated for like two, three weeks, killing it and then having a down week. And I'm just like, dude, switch out of this frame. Like what's going on here. And I mean, now I had, I told, I tell you, like I used to have like, days or two days and then i used to have like a whole like five six hours then i used to have like a full hour Snap out of it pretty quickly now yeah it's like,
1: in turn snap adding snapping out of uh downfalls like sort no, of- not
0: even a downfall just a frame that needs to be changed
1: frame that needs to be changed that's a better way to put it yeah um yeah
0: yeah because I, I could be an excited party state and it's time to go to work and i'm still in an excited party state it's <laughs> yeah. not a good frame to be in Um, but if you're in a focused frame, when you're about to go out with your friends, nobody wants to be with that person. Um, it's (laughs) like just changing your frame, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is, this is, uh, this is one for the books that we will be putting as a book in the library of the archives of new age. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'll I'll see you soon, my friend.